Welcome to episode three, discussing the Last Dance documentary. Episode three of that was starring Dennis Rodman. And actually, I want to go back to Jerry Krause, the man, the mastermind, who got Dennis Rodman for pennies on the dollar. Um, we saw, if you've seen the episode, I don't need to rehash the whole thing. Um, and I definitely recommend not listening to me before watching the episode. So I'm assuming you've watched it, so I won't go into all the details. But one of the things that we should mention about Jerry Krause was that he was an excellent GM. Now, what was amazing, what I thought was the my favorite part of this whole um, series is his relationship with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and how Jordan was just teasing him and like towards the end was just like, you know, making fun of him like, oh, you want to do layup lines with us? You know, I could lower the basket for you. And you get to see a side of MJ that, you know, you never really got to see. He was just tormenting people, but he just wanted to win at all costs. Some people just want to win, but not at all costs. He was just a ruthless winner. Um, So maybe not everybody likes to see that, but Dennis Rodman was very much about winning as well. And people forget about what he did on Detroit. Um, What he did on Detroit was he was a small forward on that team, not a power forward. He was guarding Larry Bird and Magic Johnson better than anyone we've ever seen. I mean, the 91 finals where Pippen was locking down Magic Johnson, Rodman was doing that in the late 80s. Rodman was a great rebounder, and he learned from two great rebounders in Lane Beer and Rick Mahorn. But when he was in Detroit, Mahorn and Sally were the, were the power forwards. He was a small forward, and he really defended the other team's best player, the unsung hero of that team. He would guard Jordan, too. So arguably the greatest defender of all time. When he went to the Bulls, maybe his defense slowed a bit, but he became more focused as a rebounder, being a full-time power forward. Um, and he was incredible, like 17 rebounds a game some seasons, just just really remarkable guy. And one of the things that I loved about this episode was the fact that he it showed him talking about how he would watch balls deflect off of the rim and, and bounce off the rim, and he knew exactly where to go. He, he trained himself. He, he used to bring friends to shoot, from, shoot around, and he would actually chase rebounds, um, which I thought was fascinating. And you see him watching tape on players like, how does the ball spin off when Larry Bird shoots? Um, it actually, you know, it has a spin on it. And when Magic shoots, it's a little flatter. He knew all this stuff. Now, what bothers me is that I was listening to Bill Simmons, and he was saying how he was disappointed in the Rodman episode, like it was nothing new, and it's not that interesting. Like, this is a guy who thinks Paul Pierce is interesting. So, I don't know. I just think that... Um, People expect so much more revealed about Dennis Rodman that we didn't already know. And they're saying, oh, big deal, he had tattoos and, you know, he had colored hair, big deal, everybody has that now. But that's the whole point. Back then, nobody had that and nobody did what he did. The dying of the hair and, and skipping games. We all remember that he was, he went on a hiatus, but even players today have been tweeting about how shocked they were that he was able to just go on a bender for like more than 48 hours and how Phil knew it would happen and Phil's conversation with him calling him like one of these Native American men like a a man who walked backwards and he understood that about him and they were like friends and that was a really nice part of the story Um, and Rodman is still an interesting guy I mean he's actually coherent for the first time in years because he's probably off the drugs Um, at least it seems so and he's you know friends with Kim Jong 
like Kim Jong Il, like or Kim Jong Un, I should say. And that's interesting, you know. How can you not think it's interesting? So I don't know what they're talking about. And the story with Carmen Electra, um, how she went hiding when Michael Jordan knocked on the hotel room door, and and everything about how Phil managed that team was incredible. Um, the funny story is that MJ actually pulled uh, Rodman by the nose rings to get him to practice one day, which is also a great story. I don't know if that was mentioned. I don't think that was mentioned in the documentary, but here we see like Rodman drinking a beer and getting on a motorcycle on camera in Vegas. Like the first thing he does when he lands, which was I thought was like pretty crazy. Um, you know, getting him getting on a motorcycle drunk, pretty much, because who knows what he was doing on the plane. Um, was insane, considering also that the Bulls lost a star in the making and Jay Williams from a motorcycle accident years later. The players were not allowed to ride motorcycles. And, um, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't hear the part about Pippen. Um, originally, it's been reported that Pippen didn't want Rodman on the team or expected an apology. He needed to have a meeting um, when, when Phil went to visit um, Rodman and recruit him from the Spurs, basically, to talk to him. And Pippen was very bitter about what happened with Detroit in the Detroit days. Because they would punk Scotty. They would knock him to the ground. They would try to injure him. And, you know, that was something to get over. Um, but I did like the fact that they showed the dynamic between him and MJ and him and Pippen and how all three of them, it took them a while to kind of click in during that last year. Um, it's very hard. And people talk about this. Winning a three-peat is just really, really hard. And they did it. The Bulls did it twice. You don't see that often in sports, especially in the modern era. Um, but Pippen also was, you know, the Rodman of the Bulls, um, the early the Pistons of Rodman. Because when the Pistons had Rodman, he was skinnier, and he was like this small forward, wiry defender who would defend everybody. And that's exactly what they were looking for in Scottie Pippen. Turns out Pippen's offensive game um, was far superior, but... Um, you know, it's, it's amazing how the Bulls had two of those guys on defense. And let's not forget Michael Jordan was a defensive player of the year and arguably the best defensive player in the league his entire career. Um, so you have three of those guys, and that's why I think they're the greatest team of all time. I don't think anybody beats them in their prime. Um, that's for a different show. Um, but yeah, I think Dennis Rodman is the most interesting player from this entire series and if you think that that's not true then you know you need to pay more attention to his life because he's been on Howard Stern before he talked about his upbringing he listened to his Hall of Fame speech fascinating person and the fact that Michael Jordan basically he encapsulated the essence of Dennis Rodman when he said that when they brought him back and like he's, he can't be in game shape he's in drinking and he doesn't sleep he parties all night and they're like he's like oh now I gotta do drills to get Dennis back in shape so they gave like Dennis a lead and then they all had to chase him and then basically like they it took them four laps to catch up to, to Dennis and Jordan's basically saying like this guy's not human so I found that to be really really fascinating I think Bill Simmons uh, should get a mulligan for that one I was just I don't know maybe I some type of bias against Rodman mm-hmm.